0: Welcome to episode 52 of our Wonder Space podcast. It's great to have you on board. My name is Steve Cole, and over the past year, I have been asking the same six questions to amazing people from around the world. The questions orbit around wonder and hopefulness, and the setting for each journey is a shared window on the space station from where we see everything from a different perspective. Before we introduce our guests, our friends at asknature.org are going to help us to re Imagine taking this orbit to a slightly lower altitude, your body coursing in and out of the cool mist of clouds and hitting a spider thread, its little weaver landing on your hand. How did she get there? When spiders release silk without anchoring it, the lengthening strands pick up negative ions from the negatively charged ground and are repelled by it. Eventually, the energy pushing away is greater than the gravity pulling down, and the eight-legged wonder is thrust up, up, and away. Our orbit this week will take us down the west coast of America. And to experience these views with us in this ultimate window seat, we welcome Dino Ciampos. Dino is an Associate Creative Director at Apple in California, and was nominated by our 14th guest on Wonderspace, Chidi Akara. Here is Chidi on why he nominated Dino. I nominated Dino for Wonderspace because he's a dear friend that I've known and done life with for 20 years. And he has this exceptional combination of incredible creativity, character, humility and empathy which from my experience is very rare to find and whether it's in fashion or retail or tech I feel like he's somebody who's really committed to using his creative abilities and his leadership skills to make the world a better place and to really uplift the lives of those around him and around us through his creative storytelling and visual ability. With a panoramic view of Earth, I start by asking Dino, if we could do a fly past on any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why?
1: I um, grew up in a fairly uh, large Greek family and my my parents are both Greek. My father was born in Greece. And when we were little, he decided to um, to to buy a house in Greece for us to go back and forth. So when we were done with our school year here in the States, we would spend the two or three months of the summer in, in Greece. And um, his hope was that we would connect with the culture in a way that was more authentic to the way that he wanted us to. To, to see his history or the family, the extended family. And, and it worked in retrospect and looking back, it was, it was a, a great time. We had the house for about 20 years. So I spent most of my formative years there as a youngster building forts with bamboos up in the mountains, um, obviously swimming through the beach. Our house was pretty close. We was walking distance. So we, we had large groups of friends that were from Athens, from around the world, from Australia, everyone who was visiting Greece in the summertime. So it was, it really felt very, very worldly. And, uh, it's a place that I, I go to when I I feel like I I need to reconnect, whether it be with memories or obviously with photos or stories between my, my siblings or my parents. Um, it was just a really fond, fond time. And, um, it, it's a, it, it gives me a sense of calm. And I, I think, uh, uh, reconnection to, uh, to to my roots.
0: Dino, give us a glimpse into your life story so far, with an emphasis on what you are doing currently.
1: Born and raised in the South suburbs of Chicago, and uh, was uh, at a young age very interested in uh, in music and, and in the arts. That was my uh, my escape, my go to. I wasn't that particularly great of a student. But once I was kind of introduced to, to, to music and, and the arts, I, my, my world, uh, if you will, opened up. And I was able to kind of, I think, connect better with with others, with other like students who were interested in arts and music. And I felt my own kind of connection to, to, to the world outside of my immediate family. And um, I had really wonderful teachers that at a young age, really saw something in me that gave me the confidence that I needed. I wasn't that confident as a child, and it was just a way to, um, or they gave me a way to, to see the, the value in myself and what I was able to, to, to do within my talent, I guess you could say. Uh, I went to art school in, uh, in downtown Chicago, and um, there my interest kind of bloomed. I was in many bands playing many different instruments, uh, I worked at the Muse- Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago as well while um, uh, while still playing music on the side. That kind of led me into kind of the installation and multimedia um, area. Um, I-, I got a job working for Barneys New York in Chicago, um, hired full time to do uh, uh, installations and window displays for them. And it really got me into the fashion industry, if you will. So meeting multi, uh, all these different types of people, um, different backgrounds, different stories, which were great from all these different designers. And, and through Barney's, I, I was then able to move uh, to New York. There was a job opening there and I was able to kind of like segue through um, and, and met some wonderful people over the years in New York. And uh, I, with a good friend of mine, started our own company not too many years after that. And we, uh, we focused on window presentations, fashion shows, retail design, and um, rebranding for for multiple um, different types of brands in in New York and worldwide. And then in 2015, I was uh, recruited by Apple to join the uh, 3D visual merchandising team. It was around the time of the Apple Watch launch and there was a a big push and all these new teams being created. And uh, I was hired, moved out to California, and I'm now an associate creative director with uh, uh, a focus on leading and managing the Windows team and uh, interior store uh, storytelling:
0: Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge?
1: My place of reset would be my morning runs, so I, I wake up quite early, uh, around 5 a.m. to 5:30 and um, the rest of the family is sleeping. It's my quiet time. It's my time to, to, to focus on the day ahead. And I uh, get suited up, it's still really dark outside. The stars are out uh, and I go out for a four to five mile run. And it's my, um, it's my time to, to meditate, to pray, to listen to music, not music, total silence. The smell of the air out here in California. It's it it's really dewy and sagey. You get a really nice uh, kind of eucalyptus-y kind of smell. So it's it's really quite quite wonderful. Um, I get to burn off all of the excess thoughts in my mind. I, I get to come home and feel totally ready for the day to see my family, wake up, make them breakfast. Um, so I, that's that's really my reset
0: what wonder of the natural world excites you the most
1: i'd have to say the night sky and i know that may sound very uh, a given as 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 most people probably enjoy the night sky you know the starry night is such a something we all i feel uh, wonder and and uh, are taken by but for me it it uh, it taps into my youth it really was a uh, something that was an escape for me. I have fond memories of laying in the grass and looking up to the, to the sky and imagining where those lights came from, the stars, uh, and, and imagining how many different people around the world and cultures from however many years ago were looking at the same stars. Um, so it always felt like some time machine to me or, or a time capsule, if you will. Uh, and that that feeling has never has never left. If anything, it's only grown, especially when you have a, a child and you look at the world through their eyes. Um, all of those feelings come back. And, and if anything, um, compound it, there is just uh, that it still gives me the, that that sense of awe and wonder that we're we're on this planet. We get to look out and imagine what else is out there, I think, is pretty fascinating. It's a great gift. Do you know what is
0: your story of hopefulness that's not your own, about a person, business or nonprofit who are doing amazing things for the world?
1: So I think my story of hopefulness is um, the early educators, or our art teachers and music teachers uh, specifically. Here in the States, the, the, the funding for art programs and music programs have fallen uh, kind of on the wayside. And... Um, uh, first-hand experience. My sister is an art teacher, and I, I just have seen her over the years do so much work in, in preparation, whether it be over the summer vacation or on days off, spending her own money on materials and um, uh, coming up with curriculum to, to teach our youth. And it, it's super, super important that we we find ways to, to fund and support uh, the arts for, for young people and music funding as well. The uh, ability to extract that kind of talent from, from young children or the, the ability to even just have them view the world in a different way through arts and music I think is, is super vital, uh, very important and I think um, build a more holistic and, um, and whole person.
0: Finally, as we prepare to re-enter, what insight wisdom or question would you like to share with us
1: So one thing that I think I'd like to see as we re-enter is uh is our ability as a the world community to to listen I think to each other I think listening is um more powerful these days and I think um than we than we suspect it might be there's so much information now on social media and we're inundated with so much um of what people have to say um and we're reading it and we're swiping and we're scrolling and um i'm not quite sure um how much we're actually really taking in or 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 listening i think in a very in 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 a non-judgmental way um over the last two years i think especially with 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 the pandemic that we're all um you know, I've had to have lived through. Um, we're all more connected to our devices, more connected to these other forms of of communicating. Um, and I know, even for myself, um, work has been conducted through video. Um, we uh, there's four different ways now that I have to work um, in terms of you know there's your uh, your Slack, your text messaging, your um, video conferencing, and it's um, everyone's trying to get their opinions across to each other, whether it be, you know, uh, personal, maybe religious, work based, political. Um, but I feel there's a lack of, uh, of real listening um, in, in an open forum, not non-jud- non judgmental. Um, and I say this because I, I find that when we really listen, we allow the other person to actually hear themselves in a, in, in, a, in a maybe a truer way or a calmer way. And I feel like that has the ability to actually spark change more than we think it actually might. If we're looking for change or not, it doesn't matter. But I feel like it's a healthier way for ourselves to, to hear ourselves, but also for others to allow people the space to, to, to listen. So I feel like in, in conclusion, we learn from those speaking to us. Those who are speaking have the ability to actually hear themselves. Um, and we um, we just have a more honest exchange with each other.
0: I love Dino's story of hopefulness, and I wanna raise a glass to teachers across the creative spectrum who invest their lives into people like Dino who then find their connection and place in the world as a creative. Dino's response to all six Wonderspace questions, together with details of our previous 51 episodes, can be found on our website, ourwonder.space. I want to thank Dino for joining us on Wonderspace, and I hope you can join us next week for more wonders and stories of hopefulness.